Hello, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. We're glad you're here. Today we have Christine Trost. And Christine is a managing director for the Franklin Covey organization. She's also a wife and a mom and has been one of my dear friends for many years. Christine is going to talk about top performer fraud. What happens when you've been successful in your career and all of a sudden you have this fear that you can no longer keep up with the brand and the reputation that you've created for yourself? And it's a real thing. I've experienced it as well. In fact, Christine and I were peers at the Franklin Covey organization where we both had significant sales territories and significant sales goals. And in some ways, we could have been, we could have seen each other as competition, competition for that top performer spot. And luckily, we were able to come together and form a really great friendship. And this friendship allowed us to really work through some of these challenges of what it means to be a top performer. And I'll forever be grateful of the things that she taught me in working through this. And She shares just real practical tips about how to handle that fear when it creeps in, what to do with it. And I have found that strong women can really isolate themselves if they don't have a way to deal with some of these things effectively. So I'm excited for you to hear from Christine. Let's get started. I'm here with Christine Trost, who has become one of my best friends And I met Christine through work and what was really interesting when she came on board with the company that we were working at together, oh my gosh, she came with like all these fancy credentials. I was told, wait till you meet Christine, you're going to love her. She's interviewed Jennifer Aniston in one of her jobs and she has all this background and all this experience. And I thought, oh my gosh. Not to mention the fact she was 20 years younger than me or something ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I was just in awe of what she'd accomplished. So hi, Christine. How are you? Hi. I'm great. <laughs> a nice introduction. Yeah. So what's funny is now that we know each other really well, she does have that background and credential. So where did you, where did you go to college, Christine? I spent two years at Santa Barbara City College, and then I transferred to UCLA and graduated from UCLA with a mass media communications major. And before we started today, I didn't realize she went to UCLA. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are legit. Like, (laughs) now that you're my friend, I forget how legit you really are. (laughs) And during that time, you did an internship with? With Access Hollywood. I mean, seriously, think about this. (laughs) And her biggest claim to fame that I was told was, oh, she interviewed Jennifer Aniston, which I thought was the coolest thing you'd ever done. Tell us a little bit about that. It was pretty cool. I think um, part of it is I'm not starstruck. And so being in college, interviewing Jennifer or really any of the stars, Will Smith, all of the big names I know. Oh, my gosh. But 
I I had the opposite problem. I'd be on the red carpet and my producer would be like, who's that? And I'd be like, I don't know. I have no clue. Oh, and my I, gosh. I'd be people he would be like drooling over. So I think actually that's what made me so good at it was I wasn't starstruck. You didn't get all flustered and, up, you know, I just looked at him as you people. and me. People. And so when I had to interview them or talk to them, it wasn't intimidating. I really honestly didn't even know what movies they were in or what characters they played. Like, it's just not my scene. So working there, I was kind of out of place, but it was fun. Well, that's what's interesting about this conversation we're having today, because you've got this background. We've worked together for several years. You are one of the most successful uh, people at Franklin Covey, which is a uh, organizational development, training and development organization. And, you know, you're well known in our organization for having some of the top sales numbers. You're now a managing director. You have several folks that report to you, mm-hmm. not to mention the fact that, you know, your husband is a successful basketball coach. You've got three little girls, um, seven, six. seven, six, and three. Yes. I mean, your life is Full. And from from where most people sit, me included, like you're looking around going, this chick's got her act together. And you do. However, because we're friends, we've had these conversations that even though we're getting stuff done, we're always like, maybe it's really all falling apart. Yeah. Tell me a little bit. Last night we talked about this a little bit. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting especially nowadays with social media, the way that it is, you know, you post all the fun, happy, have your act together pictures, right? right? You don't post the kids melting down, you melting down moments where your husband's off doing his thing. You're off doing your thing. You've got a million different people helping to raise your kids. Um, <laughs> so, um, a lot of times people say like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do it. You're so amazing. And, you know, in those moments, you have to stop and take a deep breath because you should appreciate that you are doing well. But it's also in those moments that I go, I'm such a fraud. (laughs) I'm such a fraud. (laughs) I mean, it is, it's not that I'm lying. It's not that I'm not doing well, but I think, um, you know, you, you had the same thing when you are super successful, when you're one of the top producers, when you are well, um, just respected and and then when you're in sales, you get all of the accolades and everyone knows you and you, everyone knows the name Christine Trost. And then it becomes this brand that you have to live up to. Yeah. And um, there's times where you feel like, holy crap, like what if I'm really not the Christine Trost that they've made me out to be? Oh, yeah. So true. What if the brand is bigger than I really am? Right. And uh, Absolutely. And those, that whole idea of being a fraud. What if they find out that I'm scared to death a lot of days? Yeah. What if they find out that when I walk into a client meeting, I, you know, I just wiped, you know, baby <laughs> slobber off my sleeve and now I'm walking in totally. to talk to the CEO of something or what if they know that I'm scared? Totally. Because we've talked about it. 
it's it's scary sometimes. It's scary. And it, that, you know, everyone thinks that because you're a top performer that you know what makes you a top performer. And so, you know, there's a lot of times where I feel like what happens just when I fail? Like what happens when that deal doesn't close? Or what happens when, you know, recently I've been a managing director now for three or four years. And I remember just feeling like, okay, I was a top performer. I was good at my my role as an individual contributor. But what if I fail being a manager? What if I can't lead people? And everyone told me, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if you can get results through other people. <sighs> no pressure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember feeling like, gosh, do I really want this? Because... I've figured out how to be good at being an individual contributor. But even then you feel like, okay, in sales, what if I don't get the deal? I don't know what makes me a top producer. So what if it's just one year you are and the next year you're not, and then you're totally exposed. And there's always this fear of, am I really as good as other people perceive you to be? I remember that feeling at the beginning of a fiscal year when you'd get your new goals. And even if you just blown it out of the water the year before, you have that moment where you're like, it was probably all a fluke. It was probably luck. Yeah. And then you think, can I even do this again? Did you ever feel like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, especially in the business that we were in, it was not recurring revenue at all right? We were starting from scratch year after year. And if you had a good year the year before, your goal jumped the next year. And surprise, you're rewarded. (laughs) Go sell more. Right, exactly. (laughs) And I do. I remember starting the fiscal year saying, there's no way saying to my husband, do not plan on me hitting my goals. (laughs) Like, don't plan the family vacation, honey. Conservative this year, you know? And And um, yeah, they're daunting times. And I think that there's also times when you when you have the responsibility as a breadwinner for your family, there's a whole nother level of pressure. Mm -hmm. And as much as my husband is amazing and there's no pressure, we've he's super financially responsible and plans our life around, you know, not making not having to count on those years of hitting Mm -hmm. your goals. But even then, there's still that pressure of, I want to provide for my family. I want to go on the trips. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I want to be able to do the things and live the lifestyle that I want and to provide that for my kids that I want to. And so it's interesting. Sales is interesting in that way. Um, Do you think you'll, do you think you are motivated by the money or do you think that even if you were in a job that didn't have that kind of reward system, would you still be hard on yourself in, in this way? Yeah. (laughs) It's not about the money. I mean, I think it's just the competitive spirit of who we are. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I honestly remember opening up every week or actually every day. I think there's a report that came out from corporate and they ranked all the client partners And I remember opening that report and looking for Rebecca Hessian's name and my name (laughs) and figuring out where I was in line with you. 
And I felt like if I was beating Rebecca, then it was a good year. <laughs> and I used to look at it and think, if I have to scroll one time, yeah, I'm failing. Because yeah. that meant you had fallen down far enough in the numbers yeah. that you were page two. Yeah. And I would have rather died. Yeah. And there were a few times that you just have those bad moments you where do. you had to scroll down and you think, this is it. It's over. Now everybody knows it was all luck. The last... The last seven years were luck. This is the year I'm exposed. It's finally happening. My brand is not true. (laughs) Nope. She's just like everybody else. And, you know, it's the moments that we get together and have those conversations that just freeze me from that. And if I find that if we don't have this time together often enough, I get in that place where if I'm not careful... I can just hunker down Mm -hmm. and hide from it. Mm -hmm. And the most freeing thing I can do is talk about it. Yeah. To talk about it and just to stay true to what's worked. And I think, you know, that's, you've just got to figure out what are the basic principles that you do and control what you can control and forget about the things that you can't control. Yeah. And there's more than we care to admit. Yes. Don't tell anybody, but we're both a little bit control freaks. It's a secret. So if you're listening, don't tell anybody else. We like things that we can control, right? But there there are times that you just have to admit, look, I got to let this stuff go. Yes. But I I, I love knowing that I've got people like you in my life. And I've worked hard Mm -hmm. to, to, because as strong women, I think... If you're not careful, you can isolate yourself. Mm -hmm. And the best thing that we've done for each other is reach out and say, help me. You know, not only just help me with the practical, tactical, how did you close that deal? What are you doing with your sales territory? But help me get past this fear that I'm a fraud. Mm -hmm. Help me get past this, you know, imposter syndrome that I'm not really what everybody thinks I am. And and when you can laugh and just be in that moment with somebody that you respect, you realize, oh my gosh, she feels it too. Oh, I'm fine then. And there's just comfort in that. Don't you think? Oh yeah, definitely. I think, you know, as women, we put too much pressure on ourselves. And I think that especially once you've had um, success and you have that brand, then you can put too much pressure on yourself to a point where when it's not there, the sex, the success isn't there. Um, you start to doubt yourself. You can easily get into a dark place. Oh, and then guess what happens? Your results start to suffer and then you start to self-validate. See, I knew, Mm -hmm. I knew this is it. This is the, this is the moment. And you run away from opportunities that can open up and progress you forward. Mm -hmm. I think it's in those moments, too, that I've also discovered opportunities or challenges that have made me better when I've leaned into them and not allowed myself to kind of withdraw and to hide myself. I mean, a lot of it is the fear of what other people will think, Mm -hmm. but it's also the fear of failure. For yourself. Mm-hmm. And just as you said, some of my failures have been my greatest learning opportunities mm-hmm. when I can look back on it and see it that way. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, it sucks. It does. <laughs> it does. So 
if our message today is, look, everybody feels this way. So don't freak out. Yeah, it's it's a normal part of the deal. Mm-hmm. What are a couple kind of practical, tactical things that you would give advice to say I'm a a woman that's just starting out in her career or maybe just now starting to feel that level of success and pressure. You said one of the things I already heard you say is, you know, lean into the opportunities. Don't retreat from them. Mm -hmm. What else would you say are some things? The second one we've already said is, you know, find somebody that you love and trust and can have that kind of vulnerable, authentic. This is me. Let Mm -hmm. me show up as me. Mm -hmm. I love those two. What else would you add to that that people could walk away with? I think part of it too is um, be content with where you're at mm, that's a good one. because success is fleeting and there's going to be moments where, you know, you're at the top of the charts and then there's going to be moments when you're not. Mm-hmm. And I think finding contentment in both is really important. And um, in your whole life. Yeah. I mean, you were raising three little girls who are amazing. Your husband, Drew, just won coach of the, what What did he win? Coach of the year? Coach of the year, yeah. Utah for, High School Basketball for Association. Utah High, school, high School Basketball Association. I mean, those are great things. Your whole life, you gotta, you gotta be content in all those other parts of your life and not be so focused on the job and the career. Yeah, so um, that's... That's it. And, and, you know, with your husband in coaching, it's either you win or you lose. Right. So it's super black or white. (laughs) And I've learned a lot from him in that because, um, he's been in the state championship game four times now, and he has not won that championship. And that's been really difficult. But one of the things I admire most about him and the way he faces that challenge is he really, truly believes that it'd be great to win, but that when he wins, (laughs) it'll be really great. But that feeling of success, that success will be fleeting. You know, it won't be lifelong success. It won't be something that he carries with him forever. It's not going to change who he is. And I think it's a great reminder that, you know, in sales or, you know, even as a leader, you know, you get wins and you should celebrate those wins, but don't let your success in your career um, define who you are. Absolutely. In fact, I'm having kind of an emotional moment about that because I had been with the company we worked together, Franklin Covey, for 17 years and decided to leave my full-time role there. And that night of my last day at 6 PM, when I shut my laptop and I was home alone in my kitchen because I have teenagers and they were out doing their own thing. I had an identity crisis. Mm. Although I had prayed about this and planned for it. And I had given a six month notice and I was confident in my decision. Mm -hmm. There was no ounce of me that didn't believe I was making the right decision. But I had this moment where I was, I didn't know who I was if I wasn't a top salesperson and consultant for Franklin Covey. Like, oh my gosh, now how will I identify myself? And I poured a really big glass of wine. And I sat down at my kitchen counter and I had 
a little bit of a freak out. And I, I cried from, for a minute. And then I pulled myself together and I said to myself, exactly what you just said, which I think is amazing advice. And we have to remind ourselves of that. I said, Rebecca, get it together. Mm -hmm. You asked for this and you are not a job. You are not a career. Mm -hmm. You are a person with a whole life and with a whole life ahead of you still. Mm -hmm. Stop it. But we do that. And I think especially when we're so goal oriented, Mm -hmm. we can we can get in that trap. And I love thinking about that from from Drew's perspective as a coach is that would just be championship of 2019 Mm -hmm. or 2020 or whenever that Mm -hmm. happens for him. But that's not who he is as a as a person Mm -hmm. in his whole life. Yeah. Gosh, that's a great reminder. It's a great reminder. That's almost like mic drop. We should just stop right there because that's super good. (laughs) I like it. So thank you for being my friend and for inspiring me. And I'm glad that uh, you looked for my name on that list and made sure that we were there together. That's super fun. (laughs) All right, everyone. I hope this has been helpful to you and we will talk to you next time. I'm not coming down. I sure hope that you loved Christine as much as I do. And here at the Badass Women's Council, we are all about reflection and connection. So a couple of questions for you to ponder and reflect on this week as you go about being badass. One is, who can you share your fears and failures with? Do you need to intentionally look for a relationship like I found in Christine that you can have these conversations with? And the second question of the week is, Have we attached too much of our self-worth with our jobs? And I know that's been a challenge for me in the past, and it's a very freeing thing when you can release that. So those are a couple of things to reflect on this week. And as always, we hope you'll join the conversation on LinkedIn, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, and our Instagram account, The Badass Women's Council. I'm always available if you need a consultant, a coach, or a keynote speaker. Give me a shout. I'm not coming down.